LinkedIn, it's Friday, four o'clock. Where's your beers? Put them drawings away, close that Revit model. I don't care if it crashes, because the weekend's coming. But just before we start, we're gonna go around the world. International, global. Just, just get your mind out of it. Forget about all that work. Forget about London for a second. And we're gonna transport you to another location in 12 seconds, 11, 10. Not long now, only a few more seconds. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Hello, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you are. It's Friday. Let's get a beer out. I'm pretty boring, actually. I'm going to have a water, but I promise you, my beer's on the way. It's a Friday <laughs> afternoon special. It's a global special. And I'm joined here by a fantastic guest, Architect Russell, a.k.a. Russell Henderson, a.k.a. TikTok, tip top, king Hello. of TikTok. How are you doing, Russell? Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, good. Thanks. Just finished work about an hour ago. So Amazing. good to relax now. Amazing. Have a good and, chat. And you are all the way from Tanzania right now. The connection's going really well. And that kind of good, brings good. us on to a little bit of our topic today, doesn't it? About relocating and moving away because you are an ARB architect, but maybe for anyone that hasn't seen you on TikTok yet, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself then, Russell? Yeah, so uh, I become registered around the global recession time, I think 2008 that is. Uh, I think within, within a month of getting registered as an architect, I studied in Huddersfield, the UK. I think within a month I left the country and uh <laughs> you couldn't get out sooner then huh you were just like, I know, oh. exactly i i've always wanted to work abroad and uh, never been a big fan of the uk really um it's all right just you know <laughs> you live there 35 years or whatever it was uh just get bored of it after a while so i always wanted to work and live abroad so i kind of i got a like a holiday visa working holiday visa for australia so um so oh, i left man. I went via uh, Egypt and then stopped off at Thailand. And then I ended up working in Thailand for two and a half years in Bangkok. I got a job there. I kind of just, I was just on there. I was just there for a couple of weeks on the way to Australia and applied for a job and got it as an architect. It's more interior design work. So I ended up there for a couple of years. And then I went to Australia. I was there for a couple of years. And then now I'm here and I've, in Tanzania, uh, Dar es Salaam. Been here for about eight years, I think, and I haven't been back to the U haven't been back to the UK since uh, like twelve years, I think. Yeah. Well, well, I tell you what, <laughs> because I've seen a little bit of where you are as well. But I was just thinking now while we're talking, because a lot of what you do is very visual. I guess if as long as you're happy with it and you don't copyright infringe me, I would love to put some YouTube videos that you've done in the background without sound so that people can see a little yeah, sure. bit about what you've done. Would that be all right? Just don't yeah, yeah, promise sure. not the copyright um, infringe me. Yeah, I've had one <laughs> of them before. And um, uh, Okay. All oh, right, yeah. It goes on YouTube as well, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then YouTube will be like, uh-oh, but as long as you don't mind. And they'll show everyone a little bit about what we're talking about. So here's your YouTube channel now, Russell. 
and you, we can see a bit of Tanzania as well. So here's one of the, I was watching this earlier, actually, and I was talking to you about it. So I'm going to wind back, but this is you the other day checking out a fancy, a fancy hotel in Tanzania. So we got you uh, in the yeah. background here. Let me turn off the subtitles for a bit. So just got a bit of fancy background. But tell, so what's it like yeah. in Tanzania, first of all? Because I've never been there. I want to go, and the pandemic's kind of slowed down a bit, but I might yes. have a chance to come at some point. That's in uh, that video was in Zanzibar. Uh, that's that's a really nice island, not far from here. It's like an hour on the boat. I live in Dar es Salaam, which is like it's not the capital, it's but it's kind of the capital. It's like the biggest city. Uh, it's like a coastal port town. Um, nice. Zanzibar is more of a tourist place that has some of the best beaches in the world. And uh, for other touristy stuff, there's the safaris up in the north, Serengeti. Mogorogoro Crater and those they're the two main things. Arisha, oh yeah, Mount Kilimanjaro is famous, tallest mountain in Africa. So they're so they're the kind of the main touristy areas. Then but I live in Dar es Salaam, which isn't touristy at all, really. Um yeah, we'll look yeah, at there's, this. There's is... one that that one the second from the left, uh, there's one this one here? live in. Yeah, that's Dar es Salaam. Um, so that's Dar es Salaam there. So it's a totally um, different so, so, world, isn't it, compared to what I'm used to in London with you know all the Londonisms and all that jazz. But it also, I can imagine it's quite liberating. So, is it in terms of when you? I'd love to know what was it like first of all going from you know UK building regulations and all the stuff you've learned in your Part Three course to jumping in into Tanzania was it a bit of a culture shock or did you fit right in like a glove um yeah you get a bit of a shock of like like I remember when I first arrived it was like lack of roads there was like was a lot of the roads were just dirt tracks really and like you're going over bumps and everything still <laughs> even in the city here I mean I've been driving to work for like eight years and they're just they're just put a new road down like a few months ago. So I've been literally driving on dirt tracks to work for the last eight years. So, so yeah, and it's one of the most fastest developing cities in the world. It's in the top 10 of Africa. Awesome. But yeah, things that shock, uh, yeah, you probably know about the regulations. There's no building regs, really local building regs. So I kind of, use the British ones and now I'm like an expert on British <laughs> building regs because there's no one here to ask. You don't get building control. You don't get an approved inspector or anything for advice. It's up to you. Like like fire regulations, all that stuff. You have to learn yourself because there's no one else to advise you on that. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, I had a, um, my first few years here, I had a, my boss was an Australian architect. So he, he was, he'd been here a year before me or something or six months. So he was kind of my mentor for the first few years. And uh, so that helped me a lot. So he was, we, we decided, our company decided to, to use the British building regs instead of the Australian ones. Cause I knew the Australian regs a bit as well, but they're very similar. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite challenging. You have to really, it's quite scary because I had to spend like, God, you know, the building regs and like you read them. And if there's no one to yeah. ask, just reading like one 
clause a hundred times trying to understand it, you know, <laughs> it doesn't make sense sometimes, <laughs> especially with fire regulations. Uh, that uh, it's just difficult to understand. It's but, yeah, it's an ongoing topic. Yeah, but uh, I love that. So you kind of brought your own regulations with you. So I guess that part three did come in handy then. So. I mean, that's yeah. that's definitely a good thing. We've already got comments coming in, Russell. So Michael, who I'm actually going to have a chat with later in the day, has said, loves your TikTok, and we will come on a little bit to TikTok later. But also, Gregory says, it's a great topic. He registered in um, Australia. And would that help uh, in Tanzania? Oh, I tried to, I tried to register in... Oh, my God. That's one of the reasons why I left Australia. I was there for... I think was it two years or less than two years i had a migration visa so i was going to stay there before this job came up but i was trying to get registered i i, I applied to the australian was it australian accreditation council or something like aaca or something it's called oh my god it was a nightmare it's like they really did everything to not allow me to register there I had to, first of all, I had to send like seven, I think it was more than that. It was like 10 copies, hard copies of my portfolio to Canberra. And then they like reviewed them and then um, filled on all these forms. And then they invited me to uh, an interview with um, the AIA, the Australian Architects. I had an interview with them and it was based on my, oh. the way I registered, it was based on my education. So they were they were reviewing my my education to see if my UK education was equivalent to Australian education. But these projects I'd done like ten, like five years ago or eight years ago at the time. I know five years ago I think it was. So I couldn't remember. Some of them were like part two and stuff. So I couldn't remember the projects. They asked me questions on projects I did like ten years ago. So I didn't pass the. Uh, interview for, from these they said I, my work wasn't uh, equivalent to oh. the australian education yeah so then i made an appeal right i said how can you say that uh, someone who's registered as uk architect their education is not i wrote this big letter and they accepted my appeal and then they said send another <laughs> another like 14 copies of portfolio to canberra again <laughs> thought, to arrange you know another interview yeah. and, uh, and, and i left after that <laughs> yeah i don't blame you that sounds quite exhaustive it's like you've qualified and, once and even if I, I even if i passed that interview and they said it was okay i would still have to take the exam the australian exam for registration so i, I was willing to do that like i was willing to study and do the exam but um yeah but i left um but now I've noticed if I ever go back to Australia, there's also another way of registering. You can register through your work experience now. So if I ever go back, now I have like a good 15 years work experience since I've been here, you can uh, submit that. So if I do it again, I'll probably do it through work experience, not my education. So they've, right. they've added other ways now. Brilliant. Well, look, it's really interesting. I'd love to know as well. So do you, that's an important part of the story. Gregory says, happy Friday. And I'm going to bring up one more of Gregory's comments before. I've got a burning question to ask you after this. So nostrification, UK, Oz sounds similarly difficult from Australia to the UK. Yes, Gregory, very good yeah, point. Probably. Because yeah, the UK, we like to make it difficult over here, isn't it? You've got these awesome 
and I and I yeah, did a podcast this recently. You got overseas Arctic who was super qualified, and um, the uh, the ARB and the RIBA. You know, it's a whole different matter to become qualified in the UK. But what I was going to go on, Russell. Didn't they check? Yeah, didn't they? Um, there was something like I think it was six months ago. ARB were announcing that they're going to make it easier for foreign architects coming into the UK to Co- register there, weren't they? Correct. There and was then, something. And yeah. And we have to see how that goes because you know it's one thing to say it, and then we've got to you got to green stamp it. I know because of the Brexit and stuff. I think. Well, this is it. Architects, architects, and architectural assistants and architectural technicians are on the skill shortage list, which is good. But you still have to get an employer who wants to offer you a job. So it's this whole hoo ha. And what happens, Russell, is that most companies can do it, but they get scared. So. I think it's about educating the companies that it's it's not that difficult. But um, don't, I'm sure with all of your qualifications, you maybe don't even need a CV anymore. You'll just show someone your TikTok and your or your YouTube, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can see how many buildings you've built, right? Come on, huh? No. I mean, look, no, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't. That's the thing. I was I was looking at some other youtuber who's an architect and he was given advice for his cv and he was saying on it oh i put all my social he put he was putting his social media on his cv like saying i would never do that like if i applied for a job with my cv I, I wouldn't put my social media stuff on i don't i, I wouldn't di- do that like it's di- it's difficult i remember and i'm gonna put this one in the background because i this is another one i watch russell and it's important because we're talking oh, no, about what it's put, like to be in Tanzania. <laughs> See the beers of the culture. Everyone likes a beer. Architects like a drink. So we'll put it in the background. Have a quick little look. But what I was going to say is, um, oh my god, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. What were we just talking about? We were talking about I can't remember. Beers come up, and I totally I lost I've lost track of what I was thinking. Uh, I know I know what uh, I know what I was going to burningly ask you. There must have been someone that planted the seed in particular. For you to come to Tanzania, was there a job offer, or was there a yeah. someone said, "Come on, get your get your bags packed and come on"? Uh, it came from you know where it came from, LinkedIn. Ah, oh, LinkedIn of all <laughs> so, places. Yeah. So uh, I was working in Australia, and I got a I got a message on LinkedIn. I probably had I was probably headhunted. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Through an agency, and they said, "Would you be interested in working in Tanzania?" And I was like, uh, don't they mean Tasmania? Like, because, you know, I was in Australia yeah. and I was checking on the map where Tanzania is. And I, <laughs> and I was checking. And then, they, and then I said, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'd be interested in. I said yes, because I thought I'd be interested in Tan- Tanzania, but I wouldn't be interested in Tasmania, I don't think, because um, people in Australia said it wasn't very nice. Oh, really? <laughs> so um, so um, I said yes. And then when they called me, I said, you mean Tanzania, don't you? You don't mean Tasmania. And they said, yes, Tanzania. I said, okay, yeah, I'll be interested. So and then... What, um, and what was it like then, walking up then, Russell? Did you just you just arrive in the airport and someone said, yep, turn up on a Monday or...? Yeah, I had an interview in... The guy was in uh, Australia when I, says, when I was in Australia. So I had an interview, like a real interview. Uh, and then, they, yeah, they offered me the job, and um, oh, yeah. of, I start, so I sold my car. That's all I had. All, all I had was a bloody car in Australia. 
second hand car and yeah and then i went on the at the airport Amazing. and the job sounded fantastic as well but the only difficult decision was i it was kind of, I kind of gave up my immigration visa for australia i was supposed to be there two years to keep my visa but i was only there for like a year and three quarters so i'm not sure if i'll get it back again if i went back so i'll figure that out anyway but yeah so i got on the plane and then uh yeah and uh it, and that was it. Back. Yeah, you didn't yeah. look back. Now, now some people will be familiar with you if you've ever loaded up TikTok. There's you're quite prominent on TikTok, right? So, what point during your career uh, did you start playing around with TikTok? So, I imagine you've been in Tanzania for a while, and again, where did that idea just pop in? Were you playing around with TikTok then? So I was doing YouTube for about one year. I did a, I did a, um, almost a video every week for nearly a year on YouTube. I did like travel vlogs and stuff. So yeah, I built up my uh, video skills on that a bit. <laughs> and, and then uh, uh, people were on TikTok and then I've been reading about it. Everyone says get on there because you get more. You, the idea, you want to do a video, you want people to see it don't you so like tiktok was the place to see your video so i started doing that and i was like whoa i'm getting loads of people loads of people are watching my stuff and then uh, so that was about two and a half years ago i started i think two just over two years ago i started so then i started um really getting into it and then like people like gary v was saying like it's gonna be um it's young audience now but it's gonna mature so it's already mm. like older people getting on it now so it's going to mature over the over the years um so um it's a good kind of they were saying this kind of good investment if you're gonna get on social media to use that so i i went for it and i almost did a video every i did i tried to do a video every day like i did almost did a video every day for like a good year um yeah. So, nice. so and I didn't at the beginning. I didn't know what to do, and I was thinking, God, I got to do a niche uh, or something, and I, uh, I had no option really. Had to do architecture. I, lo- <laughs> I love it, and I quite like your sense of humour. And we were talking just before this popped on, and I'll and I'll I'll go back to us a second and do some call outs a second. But we were talking a bit before about having a sense of humour, and I do think a lot of the architecture content out there, while informative can be <coughs> boring, right? Uh, that's my personal opinion. And I quite like your sense of humor. And we're not about anything derogatory or anything, but you've got to have a bit of a laugh with things. So maybe TikTok in that way is quite a nice outlet for it. And um, But what, what do you think about it, Russell, when you were doing your TikToks? Did you kind of want to have a little bit of a sense of humor with it? Or was there a particular tone you were going for? Yeah, I didn't want to be like, boring you know yeah. I'd, I'd be informative uh yeah but like uh, i don't see any architecture videos that are like <laughs> enjoyable really boring <laughs> it's like some of them, it's like, like watching paint dry isn't it it's just like oh yeah and like i don't really watch i don't want to go to work come home and watch uh something about architecture it's boring like i've not worked doing that all day i want to be entertained or something you know what i mean yeah. So I'm kind of mixing it up a little bit. Um, and I, oh. I got to the point, like I came to Tanzania and I thought, 
oh god no one's gonna no one's gonna know who i am i'm just another architect here so i put myself out there a bit and not give a shit anymore you know i just did it like i don't care what people think you know um i think that's the way because i think everyone sometimes overly worries about these things and yes it's scary doing a live stream and yes it's scary sometimes putting out a tiktok but you know there's two ends of the scale i think that one as long as it comes from a good place in your heart you know you people generally understands and also in in these modern worlds it's yesterday's news in a week's time russell you know no one cares anymore yeah exactly exactly you know you might get like and if you do it like as often as i do like once a day every day then like it becomes a habit you don't really care like and if you have one video people like uh start saying bad things who cares you by that time you've done about 10 more videos anyway done 10 (laughs) say you're sorry mean it and move bumming on it's not the end of the world and (laughs) and mistakes happen i can see we've got a few people in the audience so we got the old jason boyles here listening in now Jason's one of the reasons that we know each other because last year kind of clubhouse was popping and and you can definitely check out all the Jason stuff as well. But as well as Jason, we've got here Neil. And Neil has just become a fellow of the RABA. So well done, Neil. I'm going to get my claps here. So you're going to get my claps. Did you hear that, Russ? Does it work in my sound sword? Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I've got more sounds. And you're going to, you can review my soundboard in a bit i've got anime noises but i don't know how to weave that into architecture so maybe you can you can help me with that um and as well as that we got we got one or two things here what do you think about these what do you think about memes as as a tiktoker you know what do you think Uh, about i've got one i've got an architecture you mean the the photograph ones i've got i've got there's a couple of guys i follow no no get the tumbleweed noise in the second no i didn't see it i didn't see it i didn't see you it. didn't see anything up. all right have a look at the screen no, again. i saw something for one second then all right let's look at this all right so let's get an architecture meme right i've got one here frank gary uh yeah you know frank gary perfect no yeah no. i like the um <laughs> there's a few tough crowd tough crowd. there's a couple of people i follow on uh instagram there's some funny memes out there architecture memes there's a couple of ones i, I follow that are really good there are some good ones out there but they're, they're photos feisty. not videos there's a yeah yeah there's like they're really rude as well some of them like that. I know. there's like a couple on instagram i follow they're actually some of them are hilarious but some of them are beyond me i don't understand well well i tell you what i'll I'll put it back on topic because i kind of maybe it's friday i've kind of i kind of meander that's my problem russell i need to stay on the straight and narrow but tell me about where do you see social media going at this rate do you think more architects are going to get into tiktok or do you think that it's quite crowded already or actually that there's no one on there yeah, there's still, there's, I've, there's a few more architects have popped up the last six months, um, but it's still pretty unsaturated with 
um, architects. Um, there's a few popping up. There's more professionals popping up. There's like lawyers and stuff on there, teachers, um, pilots, uh, just about everything now on there. Um, who else? There's like videographers. There's like every profession. There's one. Um, there's people on there and um, they've got a hell of a following, some of them. Um, so it's pretty good. Um, they're doing, um, so they're just doing 10 minute videos on TikTok now you can do. 10 minutes. Um, wow. That's yeah. like YouTube the length. I got verified by TikTok as well last year. So um, TikTok Ooh. contacted me. Yeah. They, they contacted me and said they liked my stuff and, uh, they gave me verification, which was quite nice of them. Yeah. So you got like the blue tech is out. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a I, long I way since since to 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 I like, get verified because I kind of did a little bit and then I gave up. But it's like everything else, right? I mean, how many years have you done the TikTok for now? Yeah, two years. Uh, just You've over just... two years. Chipping yeah, away. Of, that's the thing. People think social social media is. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't know with the metaverse and stuff, but I think they're gonna. Even if the metaverse does, when it does take off, all those social medias like TikTok and Instagram, they'll but they'll probably have their own world inside the metaverse. You know what I mean? So yeah. there'll probably be like a TikTok headquarters where you can meet all your. Uh, influences there and things like that. It's probably the future, but it's probably a long way away. But they, but they're saying like Gary Vee's like saying like TikTok's like, like you know the new MTV at the moment. It's it's pretty big. Um, yeah, Gary yeah. Vee. I, no, I no, one's got, seen, no one's seen anything like it. I think well, he's onto something. I mean, NFTs and metaverse, and I've kind of covered that a lot. And that's a very spicy topic, Russell, because you want to get the pitchforks yeah. out. If you bring up the metaverse, everyone has an opinion. I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've already done it. Don't worry about it. We can and we can mention anything we want here because I, I just don't care. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, yeah, metaverse is a very divisive topic. You know, sustainability, the future. You know, is this the right way? Architects are not registered there. Does it matter? Yes, no. Very divisive, but I, I think it's the way I, everything's I, going. Yeah, I think another thing on, I think um, education is going to change a lot as well. Um, yeah. You know, like uh, what Nas Daily is doing, he's getting in, like influencers are going to start teaching more. Um, so they, you might you might go to like, a, if you want to be a, uh like you might like if you want to study architecture you might um learn from an influencer who's got a like a education course or something like that that could be the future as well because i because I, I don't know about education nowadays a lot of unless you're a professional like an engineer architect lawyer or something you don't really need to go to university do you it's, it's all on uh social media everything well, I tell you, because um, uh, I did architecture, then I went into recruitment and sales. And in sales, if you can wear a suit and you can speak, you're hired. You know, it doesn't mean you'll be good at the job, but it's like you turned up to the interview and you can talk, you can dress yourself, you're hired. Whereas in architecture, it's five years, you've spent a lot of money, you get a 2-1, and then you're looking for a yeah. job for 10 months. 
You know, it's crazy. Yeah. I just wondered whether there's a way of doing setting up a, a school, you know, architecture school, and then getting instead of yeah, there might be a way of doing that, but instead yeah. of getting without without getting our idea involved. <laughs> The um, there's a uh, the London School of Architecture, which was new, was pretty cool because uh, I don't understand all the mechanics, but they were a new school. And what's quite interesting is that they don't have a building; they involve architecture practices, and then the the lessons are done in different architecture practices throughout the the London area, or sometimes out of London as well, so that the kind of the built environment is actually the classroom. And I quite like that mentality. So it's um. It's a good one for you to check out, but I and I think they got qualified, and I know they do really good stuff. But yeah, we need more of that. But I, on that note, though, Russell, you mentioned Skillshare, so I'm going to end the video of the monkey here now. As much as I love wildebeests, and it is pretty cool to see. Let's bring up your Skillshare because that's probably a nice segue into it, and. Uh, tell us about why you you felt then you needed to kind of do something different and build a Skillshare. Yeah, I'm just trying to be on as many platforms as I can. Like they're diversifying, you know, just try different platforms. So yeah, tried that nice. one. Uh, uh, might do another one soon. <clears throat> so cool. yeah, that was about the RIBA. Because there's something I didn't bloody understand when I was younger and I thought it would help people. I never, the RIBA stages, they always baffled me. And like, I always thought RIBA made everything complicated than it actually is. And um, it's not that difficult. Um, I tried to explain it a bit simply so anyone can understand it. Because um, I certainly didn't understand it when I was a student. So that's kind of the reason why I did it, really. Yeah, nice. Um, well, yeah. fair play. I think it's very cool. Skillshare is an interesting one. I tell you what I need to do, but I haven't the time to do it, is I've been thinking about doing CVs and portfolio talks because that's a lot of what I do. And so I'm tempted to get in and work on that. But like everything else, it takes time. I mean, how much time went into the Skillshare yeah. or was it quite easy to do? Yeah, it, it depends. Sometimes you get obsessed with the quality of it. You don't, yeah. You've got to be careful. You don't get obsessed with the quality of it. The, yeah. I always spend – it's audio that does it for me. Audio always takes up all my time, like getting the right. audio right. Like there's that bit when I'm – that bit there when I'm standing on the roof of my building and there's so much wind and, oh, God, I had to come back and there's like loads of wind and you have to film it again and, oh, that took ages. But like – the trouble is I like filming outside to make it more interesting, but you get all yeah. these people just sit at their bloody desk speaking for them. That's it. I mean, but I, I don't want to do that. Like, uh, if you want to uh, do that, then you can, you can probably film it quite quickly. Uh, maybe I should do that. Like, that's what, that's, what, that's what I'm guilty of. I, this is why I quite like the live stream because you can just, you whack it out. It's gone out live. Okay. It might not be perfect, but it's done. And then, however, it doesn't have that finesse. And I, I think what what I love about your TikTok is that quality because it's seamless. And you've even got it down where you do, you know, the last bit of the TikTok loops with the original bit. And it all, that's, that's a lot of work, Russell. But 
you can see the quality. So I don't know. If you lose that, you might lose your magic, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do ones sitting at my desk. They never do very well. <laughs> like sometimes I make, uh, sometimes when I do a talk like this, I film it and then find a clip and I stick it on and stuff like that. Yeah, you get the little 30 seconds. Well, Rakesh um, has asked, what episode of Simpsons was that with Gary? I don't know. Truthfully, Rakesh, I'll have to yeah. remember. I saw it when I was a kid. And if you Google the Simpsons episode, you'll definitely find it. And Rakesh, I owe you a phone call, so I will call you after this. But I can't call you live. I've had people ring me live, though, Russell. That's the only other problem with live streams. I've had Amazon delivery mans come, you know. I've had the my parents try to call me. You know, I've had a computer crash. Uh, your, your internet can die. So maybe there is oh. it is a little bit better doing a live stream, you know. Uh, sorry, doing a TikTok because once you've beautifully done it, then you put it out for the views, right? Yeah, well, life's, life's different, isn't it? It's a different beast. It's a different beast. Yeah. Well, I, I need to keep focusing. We can tell it's Friday afternoon because I'm all over the place. But I wanted to bring up your website because I think that's kind of like a really nice way to maybe visualize some of the work you've done. And then after that, maybe you can ask me any questions and we can talk about where people can find you. But here's some of the uh, actual yeah. work that you've done in Tanzania. And the website, I'm just going to put the link up for everyone so that they can find you. It's and just architectrussell.com. Yeah, let's bring it up on the screen as well. So everyone should check it out. Um, nice website. And you can, yes. It's also got all the links to find you. So that second picture, that was my first project in Tanzania, the second picture. This one here? <clears throat> yeah. That's Very an cool. office building. I like this uh, guy. That's an office building there. in town. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's nice. Right it's very cool. There's um, it's quite a lot here. So if I click through, so here we go. That's a hotel. I like this. Uh, There's a little bit of funky oh, yeah. little landscaping, yeah. Huh? That's that's fake grass, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it will survive. But you're still doing sketches and stuff, look. That's pretty cool. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, go. I tried to show. Uh, look at this oh that's pretty that's that's very architectural that is that's i like that very cool so you've got your work uh, here. i should update this oh you got more stuff that's have it. you yeah that's... fair enough well all right well what we can do now is so the here i've i've got a bunch of links that i'm going to put down here all right but they i think you're it's good to find you on the Architect Russell website. You've got you're on TikTok. If you type in Architect Russell, generally you can find you, right, Russell, on these different platforms. Is that correct? Yeah, everywhere really. Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter. I don't really use that much, but most of the ones are uh, Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. They're, they're the free ones, really. And nice. LinkedIn. Well, I tell you what. It's not fair for a conversation to be one way. Um, do you, while we're here, guys in the audience, it's the last chance to ask Russell a question. Well, Russell, do you have any questions for me at all? Or burning topics like you'd like to bring up? Anything? Yeah, you, you're, you're a recruiter. So I just wondered, yeah. like, um, 
what you might know, what countries do you think are hot at the moment for architects that work in like internationally? Oh. Um, it's quite strange. So currently in the, in the, because we just come through the pandemic, actually the UK is absolutely uh, crazily looking for architects. There's a massive shortage and that's partly because of Brexit. So and quite understandably, not everyone feels quite welcomed here. We haven't made it that good. I know Reba says, you know, welcome, but the government is, just, we've gone for Brexit, right? So, and as well as that, you've had the logistics of the pandemic. So people haven't been uh, able yeah. to travel. And so That's borders true, yeah. like in Australia, they were totally closed for ages. So the, like before you'd have like, like amazing, like Australian, New Zealand architects, so all different countries, right? Nah. So there's been deprived of that. There's so much work here. So I've been really, really busy here. Um, but to answer your question, before the pandemic and during, there's always been a demand for architects um, in the UAE, you know, it was always in Dubai. Oh my gosh, I'd always see briefs of architects going to Dubai and, and that slowed down a little bit because of the current demand. But I, I often see, you mentioned earlier, like Australia, you know, there's, oh, you've got lots of um, international offices of UK practices in companies like Australia and they're always looking for people. But interestingly, I'm working with one or two companies in the UK from America who are opening up London offices. So it's kind of a mixture. Generally, it's quite busy everywhere. And there's a lot of demand uh, across, across the globe. That's the way it feels to me. But actually, while you're here in Tanzania, do you feel like there's a demand then for, for architects? If anyone's listening, is there a role for them? We're working alongside you or in your community, Russell? Uh, it's not, <laughs> many, not many British architects, not, not many British architects here. It's kind of, I don't know, getting a job abroad is kind of a lot of luck involved. Um, there's, uh, there's a couple of ways to do it. I mean, um, uh, there's either, I always thought I'd go to the country and on holiday or something and then yeah apply for a job or apply for a job and then say that you'll be there for a couple of weeks if we have an interview. It's very difficult yeah. to apply if you want to. Like a lot of people in the UK say, oh, I want to work abroad, but they just stay in the UK and they for years and they keep saying that and they never do anything. But you can, I remember I did it once. Before I actually left the UK, I went to Australia for a holiday just for a couple of weeks. And um, this, I think this was about three or four months before I left the UK. I went to Australia for a week to see what it was like. And um, I set up some interviews there. I was only on holiday and I just applied. I think the trick is as well, put a local phone number down, like lie yeah. or something, pretend you're there. <laughs> local local <laughs> phone numbers. That's a very good yeah. trick. And, that... uh, and then I had an interview and they, yeah, they were interested. Um, I think, because by that time I went back to the UK, but I just did it for the experience and stuff. So wow, that's, that's quite a good bold. thing to do. That's quite ballsy. But where yeah. I think that works as well is where I see it doesn't work is then I speak to a lot of people who are currently in the country that they're currently in trying to go and apply to another country. And where it doesn't work is if you've got that overseas number or you know you're not currently there, no one's gonna I get a lot of requests saying like 
is there a role for me? Do you think I can interview, get the offer, then move? And I'm like, nah, they want you there nah. meeting them in person because otherwise it's yeah. just a pipe dream, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And you're not going to, it's very rarely going to, like even the, uh, even the one in Tanzania, I met them in person, you know, I didn't, yeah. um, I had a, I did have a Skype interview with someone on the ground, but um, they, someone met, let, met me in person. And the one in Thailand I got, um, you know, I had an interview there and then, uh, and then, then in Australia, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be there really. You're not gonna, don't, it's like, you know, those, what do you call them? Uh, people, and I've worked, when I worked in the UK, I worked for a big firm and they had international offices. And it's like almost impossible trying to get transferred to another, <laughs> to another, uh, there's that yeah. as well. That doesn't, you gotta, you can't, you can't expect you gotta go, go there yeah. and meet them there. Yeah. Yeah. I like UAE. Really... Um, I, last time I went there, a lot of people was the other advantage I got for, for my job here. It wasn't a contract job. It was like a permanent position. And when I was in Australia, um, all the work I was doing there, it was all contract work, it was like working there five months, working somewhere else, three months. Then I was there. I was like one year at one company. It was like, it was a three-month contract, but I ended up there a year. So every week I'd come in, I didn't know. And it was quite casual, like architectural technician. I was getting annoyed. Like I wanted a career, you know. I didn't want to just be like, you know, technician and stuff. And I worked at all these companies. And um, everyone, the work there was quite casual. So that, so when this Tanzania came up, I said, like, I wanted something you know, I want a proper career. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't even designed a building yet, like properly. Like, well, now you've done loads. Yeah. yeah. Well, fair play. I think um, no, it's very busy. So it's very busy in recruitment. Um, I heard anymore? in UAE that um, last time I went there, they said it was um, a lot of expats would go in there, but it wasn't permanent. They would just go. They ended up leaving after a year as well. That's another difficult thing. Like um, um, you get jobs abroad, but sometimes they're not permanent uh, as well. And yeah. that's a pain. That puts me off. I mean, I've seen jobs advertising. Someone even contacted me the other week about like a job in UAE. But like I keep looking at the package. It's never, it doesn't look that good. And like, right. and then it's, and uh, like, it doesn't, and it probably wouldn't last long as well, you know. No. You know, the um, the other one I see is sometimes because obviously different cultures, different countries have a different tax culture, right? And we all know in like the UK, Her Majesty loves the tax, right? For we can all have an opinion on too much, too little, or have you? But it's just speaking thus factually, anything over forty five thousand, you get a huge amount of tax and. What I've noticed is, is that you get very talented people who will work overseas and then sometimes they'll struggle to come back because they'll apply for a role of mine as an architect at £90,000 because that would be the equivalent of what they're on. But it, you, you have to be flexible to different countries, different tax situations. And if you were to come back to the UK, my advice for anyone out there is you, I think you kind of just have to accept that you have to take that blow because yeah because yeah, you get different tax breaks i mean one of the incentives for architects for it was to to you you were not taxed depending on the country 
and therefore it was incredibly lucrative. And I know a lot of people would go out for just one or two years, Russell, and never come back because they build up that life that you know and, and enjoy it. But I mean, have like you me. made it? <laughs> <laughs> like you, like, right, I'm not going back now. Well, it can happen, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like the uh, what's it? Um, yeah, there's drawbacks though, isn't there? With because um, you know you get the healthcare and everything in the UK with the tax yeah. and everything, and That's true. a bit more security and everything. Um, but there's like a, there's a lot of drawbacks here. Like I don't like for instance, I don't pay um, um, taxes like, uh, much, but. Like I might get stopped by the police and have to give them money all the time and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so there's the still car, expenses like, in life. Over. Yeah, there's... so I mean, they pull you over all the time and you have to give some money to get rid of them. Like, so there's the push and pull, you know. Yeah. That's hilarious, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So exactly. So it's never, it's never, it's, it's there's always differences, and I suppose now, do you think you would? Is there a remote chance you would ever come back to the UK? Uh, um, Maybe. Not, I can't imagine. I don't know. I was thinking the other day, like, where, where would I work if I went back to the UK? What, what have I got? I've got, like, experience in Tanzania. The only, the only company I can think of is, like, David Ajay or something like that. I don't know. The, I don't yeah, know. Well, I don't. You'd, you'd need a company that works in international projects, really, at least to get yeah, going, in, right? In Africa, in Africa as well. Or I don't know, many in Tanzania. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to work in the U.S. at some point, um, actually, because yeah. um, I, I had this dream. Uh, I wanted to work in every continent. So I worked in Europe, Asia, Australia, Africa, and uh, America's the only one left. So that was like my gold gold dream, but um, getting older now, but it's slipping away. <laughs> I don't think I don't... You, still, you can still do it. You can still do yeah, it. So, I, I, I think yeah. um, I've heard it's it's all about where you work in America, though, isn't it? I mean, awesome country. Um, I have a friend who worked for a while in California and and, and told me like that was the place to go if you had a choice. Yeah. So, I went to LA a couple of years ago on holiday and um, I really liked it. There I mean, I've been to New York and stuff when I was younger. Um, oh, I, but yeah, I, mean, I really like Los Angeles. I've been to New York as well, but it's a different vibe. And then, Russell, you think like London's busy and stuff. Like New York has got a totally different pace. Yeah, it's, it's just you open your mouth and you're walking around just in awe all the time it's like you're inside a movie or something yeah it does it does have that vibe well i tell you what we've got a few we've had a few reactions here but what i was going to do is probably i think this is a nice nice time to kind of wind down a little bit so russell do you want to just quickly i'm going to get all the links that you sent through earlier but maybe you can tell the crowd where they can find you and Anything else you'd like to add, really? No, I'll just type Architect Russell in Instagram, YouTube, or LinkedIn, TikTok, everywhere, really. They're the nice. three ones. Our oh, Skillshare as well. Um, just anything. <laughs> 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 it's Architect Russell. 
I just, I just like, I just literally put your links everywhere. I so everyone's going to be flooded with them. But check out Architect Russell. It's so good to have you here, and it's long overdue. I feel like we've known each other for quite some time. So fantastic yeah. to have you here, Russell. I thank really appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm thanks. gonna, I'm gonna end the live stream in a second. Stay in the studio for a bit, and thank you, everyone who was watching this. Have a good afternoon. And have a few beers. Don't get too drunk, uh, but have a bit of fun. We'll see you later, guys. Take care. Bye. See ya.